Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 740. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will let you know how to receive one at the end of the program. Um, please let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including the postage and handling. We've got a message here from the Lord, from the book of Luke. And got music and letters, but right now let's pray. Father God, we thank and praise your holy name. I pray, Lord, I thank you for having anointed me for years now. And I pray, uh, and I know that you're going to continue um, pouring out your spirit on me. No person can come unto you unless the Holy Spirit is working uh, in people, to preaching, or if you're anointing somebody as he did me in the office in Beverly Hills when you called me. Lord, do the same, I pray today, that souls will be saved and the church will be strengthened uh, and that immense zeal to be workers in the harvest field will be uh, manifested in hundreds of millions of so soldiers for the Lord. Lord, we praise and thank your holy name for... Uh, keeping Satan at bay for all these uh, years. And I pray, Lord, and I thank you for opening doors for us. And I pray, Lord, praise and thank your name, Lord, and thank you for um, uh, healing the ones that I've prayed for and then the ones that uh, you wouldn't let me pray for. I thank you, Lord, that you let me know what uh, they had to do in order for their selves to be healed and open doors um uh, uh, the instructions that you give me, Lord, are so precious because it instructs people on how to get out of the messes that they're in, financial messes, uh, healing, sicknesses, disease, infirmities, and um, so many other things. I thank and praise you, Lord, for it. And I pray and let every man and every woman and every child thank you for all the things that you do. It's so wonderful to have you as our Savior. There's no other Savior in the universe, just you. Lord, I thank you for uh, everything, and I thank and praise you, Lord, in the name of Jesus for hearing these prayers, and I know that the answer is already on its way. In Jesus' name I pray, and everyone says amen. Amen. Okay, here I am with the... Uh, with the H.B. Barnum arrangement, uh, with the, his choir, the Life Choir, Hollywood Choir, and the uh, Frog Symphony Orchestra. It's called In the Sweet By and By. Praise the Lord. I'm going to heaven. How about you? Hope so. That is fairer than day And by faith we can see it apart For the Father waits over the way To prepare us a dwelling place there In the Beautiful show. 
sweet by and by we'll be there with the Lord forever and our loved ones those that have gone on before us will be there and we'll be able to see them again those that were saved filled with the spirit those that um, did the things that the Lord said to do uh, we'll be there and some of them really never did that much I mean I remember when my mother was saved that was just a few days before she went on to be with the Lord. And she's there. The Lord uh, told me she's right here with me. And so, you know, have hope, you know, that your loved ones. If you get saved, you uh, begin doing what the Lord says and continue doing so. And uh, the Lord said that he'll save your house. Uh, and that is such a wonderful promise to know that, you know, we know that we're not going to be on this earth long, and thank God for that. I'm thankful that we're going on to be with the Lord, and uh, I'm glad that I'm going to be able to see my mother there, and my brother Danny is saved, and I just pray that my dad got saved. He died before I became a Christian, but what a wonderful prize that would be, and what a wonderful thing to see him there. And uh, you also, all of you there in uh, the kingdom of heaven. 
But we're starting here. We're in what? Uh, chapter 12, verse 13 of Luke. Uh, and one of the company said unto Jesus, Master, speak to my brother that he divide the inheritance with me. Well, the brother got the inheritance and uh, now he wants him to share. And the Lord doesn't get involved in that kind of business. It's verse 14. He says, And Jesus said unto him, Man, who has made me a judge or, uh, or a divider over you? Now, that isn't what I came here to do. Verse 15. And he said unto them, Take heed that uh, and beware of covetousness. The inheritance was his brother's. And he was coveting. He wanted to split it. And it wasn't his in the first place. And Jesus uh, made sure that uh, he knew it. That you're, he calls that covetousness. That you want something that belongs to somebody else. That's what covetousness is. Thou shalt not covet. That's one of the big ten commandments. For a man's life... Uh, doesn't consist in the abundance of the things which he possesses. That isn't the way it is. I have to change the page here. Verse 16. And he spake a prayer. That's a good one for everybody to um, to hear. You know, because the government will give you different things if you'll bow down before them and uh, kiss the devil's feet. But uh, don't think about the things of this world and don't covet other people's goods or possessions or inheritances. Verse 16, And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground or the, uh, the, ground or the uh, land of a certain uh, rich man brought forth plentifully. Oh, he might have been growing corn and it just came in a bumper crop. Verse 17. And he thought within himself, saying, Hmm, what shall I do? Because I have no room where to store my fruits or these goods, this corn or whatever it is. Uh, it says bestow here, but I'm using a word that you would probably understand more. Verse 18. And he said, this will I do. I, I will pull down my barns and build greater ones. And there will I store all my fruits and my goods, all the corn or whatever it was. Verse 19. And I will say to my soul, soul. Thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease now, eat, drink, and be merry. Verse 20. Uh, this is a very presumptuous man, thinking that it's going to go on for years to come. But what did the Lord say? Verse 20. But God said unto him, Thou fool. In other words, thou disbeliever in God. This night, this very night, thy soul shall be required of thee. God is going to require his soul at judgment.
Then whose shall those uh, things be? Who will these, uh, all this, uh, this crop that you have here, who will own it then, which thou hast provided for them? When you're storing all kinds of things up, riches for, um, for uh, your life, you don't know whether your soul is going to be required of you that night or whenever you just feel that, uh, very satisfied with yourself of your good fortune. And so, therefore, you will more than likely, like this man, provide all the things that you have for somebody else. He says, who? Who will then uh, all those things that you have um, um, has provided for? Who will they belong to? Verse 21. So is he that layeth up treasure for himself. That's selfishness, himselfishness, and is not rich toward God. So is he that layeth up treasure for him, himself, for me, I, me, my, and is not rich toward God. Verse 22, and he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life. Don't worry about your life. You may, uh, uh, because of the fact that you haven't done anything for the Lord or haven't desired to do anything for him or to anybody else, you may have cancer or something. But the Lord instructs you how to get rid of the cancer. Therefore, I say unto you, take no heed, no thought for your life. Like uh, Susie was not, um, she didn't want to do anything for anybody else because so many people used our church and used her and myself up and uh, the good people in the church. There was, uh, there's a lot of good people in our church. Don't think that there's not. I, I get after some of the people that I know that are not really of the Lord, just like Jesus had one that out of 12 that weren't of the Lord. Then he had a multitude of people that were following him, and they decided not to follow him anymore because he said that you must eat the word of God and drink the word of God, the Spirit, which he said in a parable, you must eat my flesh and drink my blood, which means... Eat the word of God, my words, because they are spirit and life, and drink my blood, because my life, the eternal life, that that, uh, is the only way that you can gain eternal life, is to drink the Holy Spirit, and to walk in the Spirit. So, eating the word of God is eating that which is spirit, and eternal life, and drinking the Holy Spirit, the blood of Jesus, is the same as drinking in through your eyes or through your ears, the word of God, which is also the blood of Jesus. The life is in the blood. The life is in the spirit. The life is in the word of God. Eternal life is there. You don't have to go hunting for it. You have to search the scriptures. But life, the more you deposit the scriptures, the spirit, the blood, the word into your being, the more you have life. So, uh, Jesus said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, 
take no thought for your life, because if you're doing the will of the Lord, the cancer will heal up. Susie said, I, I, I just can't witness anymore for these people. I just don't. Well, let me do it. No, I'm not going. It says, the Lord will take your life. But if you'll keep, if we continue on doing that, you'll live. She said, I don't care. I don't care. I just can't take it any longer. I've got this cancer and I can't. And I said, you don't care, but what about me? I'll be left alone. And I said, I need a you. You're my wife. I, the Lord gave you to me, and I don't want you to take yourself away from me by not doing what the Lord says. Therefore, Jesus said unto you, and he says it to everyone, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. Live the life of Christ, and you'll be healed. Take, Don't even think about your life. We're running to doctors. What you shall eat. Don't think about what you're going to, your life or what you're going to eat today or tomorrow. Neither for the, the, your body. Your body is just a carrying case for your spirit and the Lord can heal that body. The body is nothing. It's a carrying case. He can repair it. He made it and he can repair it. Neither for the body what ye shall put on. What kind of clothes you're going to wear. Oh, we've got to go shopping. There's sales everywhere. Come on, let's go get something to put on. And your closets are jam-packed full of things. Verse 23. Uh, the life, the blood of Jesus, the word of God, the Holy Spirit, is more than food. It's much more than food to have eternal life. Amen? Amen. Uh, and... Um, the body is more, the body, the carrying case for the Spirit of God and for your spirit is more than clothing that you buy down at uh, the Ross store or over at Penny's or Sears or wherever you shop. Or some of you uh, shop at beautiful, uh, beautiful stores and uh, fine boutiques. Verse 24, consider the ravens. In other words, consider all the birds. For they neither uh, sow seed, and they don't reap. There's no, which uh, neither have, uh, they don't even have uh, warehouses or barns to store uh, things. And God feeds them on a daily basis. How much more are ye better than the birds, than the fowls or birds of the air. Verse 25. And which of you with taking thought with your carnal brain can add to his stature one cubit? Now a cubit is from your elbow to your fist. Can you add that much uh, actual bone, blood, and flesh unto your stature? And which one of you can do that? Verse 26, if you then be not able to do uh, that thing which is least, well, that would be least for the Lord to add about a foot and a half unto you, but you can't do it. Why take you thought for the rest, for food and clothing in your um, 
your life. Because we're all going to die one of these days anyway, and the Lord has it chalked down on a, a book uh, when we're going to go out to meet him. And don't think about that because it's a waste of time to think and worry about what you're going to eat or wear or about when you're going to go out to meet the Lord. It's good to know that you're going to go out there, but don't worry about it. Just do the work of the Lord. Well, I just can't do that because I somebody's ripping me off. Forget about that. It's for sure God isn't ripping you off. If you take it, and praise and thank the Lord. Say, well, Lord, they're doing this, but I get the same reward for witnessing and testifying to them and providing the things for them that you provide for me and I share it with them. Uh, that I'll have a place in heaven. Don't think of yourselves as getting ripped off. The Bible tells you to uh, make sure that you watch, that you, uh, you know, whatever you have, that you keep it, and that you don't let people rip you off. Uh, as far as uh, breaking through your house and plundering throughout the place. But consider the lilies, verse 27. Consider the flowers, how they grow, and they toil not. Oh, there's some beautiful flowers, orchids, lilies, everything. Uh, and the Lord made them all. They spin not, flowers don't. And uh, I love lilacs and tulips and uh, all kinds of beautiful flowers, bluebells, honeysuckle. They don't uh, work. They don't work at all. And Jesus said, yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these, like even one of those flowers. Namely, he says, the lilies. But look at all the other beautiful lines. It's not even arrayed like one of them. He was never arrayed like a bluebell or a, a daisy or a tulips. They're so beautiful. And roses and orchids. Verse 28. If then God so clothed the grass or vegetation, which is today in the field, and tomorrow uh, is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? You know, we have uh, clothing enough to provide for people that don't have clothing. But so many people prefer to suffer. Elsa, we heard that you're a cult, so we're not going to even ask you for anything. Well, the Lord said, ask and you'll receive. Seek and you'll find. You can call me a cult all day long. It doesn't make any difference to me because I'm saved and I know I'm going to heaven. The Lord told me when I was railroaded into prison and I was full of despair. And I says, this is after I'd been there for three years. I said, Lord, give me something. I need something. Uh, uh, he says, you're saved. And praise the Lord. I was like a breath of the most fresh air that I've ever breathed before. And believe me, I was raised in the mountains where the air was so pure. So pure that you could even raise turkeys up there. They really need fresh air, turkeys do. What's more, you can't raise them around chickens. They'll die if you do that. 
and seek not uh, you um, what ye shall eat. Don't worry about it. God will provide. I mean, I've never had a day where I was hungry except the days that I was on a fast. And seek not you what uh, ye shall eat or what ye shall drink. Um, neither be um, ye of a doubtful mind. Well, what do you mean? Or what you should wear? Yeah, you worry about the wrong thing, folks. You got to stop that. That's what the Gentiles do. The people that don't have the Lord. Those of us I know sometime today, if I continue living uh, through the day, I might get something to eat if I want to. And I've got clothing. And I have uh, water to drink here. Verse 30, for all these things do the nations of the world seek after. In other words, all the Gentiles. When you say the Bible mentioning nations, that means all the nations of the Gentiles. The holy nation is Israel. Uh, Jesus is a Jew. And uh, the Jews uh, don't, a true Jewish person doesn't seek for these things. But they trust in the Lord with everything they have. For all those things do the Gentiles, the nations of the world seek after. And your father, he knows that you have need of all these things. And don't think that he won't give them to you if you're serving him. You won't even have to think about them. They, they just pile up on you. Verse 31. Well, God knows, and I, all of a sudden I hear that so many boxes of clothing come in on a donation or something. because I don't need the clothing, but some of the people at the church do, and people over in Africa and India and all different countries and people here in the United States need this stuff. And God knows that I'll disperse it. I won't keep it in barns. I want to get rid of it. I don't want to buy a bunch of barns to store things in. I want to give the things up because I know my Heavenly Father is watching over me. And he's seeing the things that he tells me to do that I'm doing them. And he wants to see you doing the same thing. Verse 31, but rather seek ye the first, the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Because you're now uh, living in the United States of America, and some people are living in different other states. But um, we're now living, when you become born again of the Spirit, in a commonwealth where we have a king, the king of kings and the lord of lords. And everything, everything is yours. So when uh, donations come in or people give something to the church or it, it just happens. I don't, you know, the, the Lord said it would happen and it does. We have more than we could possibly ever use. But rather so, you, we just seek the kingdom of God first. We seek to build up the kingdom of God, which means that we're soul winners. We go out to win souls. That's how uh, we seek the kingdom of God. 
we want the Lord to have many sons and daughters. And so we go out to the streets, the highways, the byways, the hedges, the hills, the mountains, and the valleys, and the gullies, and the hollers, as they say down south. And all these things, we're seeking for souls, and they do get saved. And even if they don't get saved, we still get the same credit for telling them about the Lord and all the things that he would add unto you if you would accept him. There's no need for people being on the streets. Uh, there's no need for people to be uh, falling through the cracks because the Lord provides everything if you're doing his will. Well, he sure isn't doing anything for me. Well, you've got the bad attitude, boy, because you're not doing anything for him or humanity, and therefore he's not going to do anything for you. He doesn't, he doesn't care if you badmouth him anymore, than, a lot less even than I do. I don't care if you badmouth me. I know I'm saved and on my way to heaven. So I'll badmouth you. Have a ball, but you know something you're going to have to pay. Because instead of doing what the Lord says, you all you are is a murmurer and a complainer. And you like to bring false accusations against dignities. So again, this is very important to remember this. Rather, seek ye the kingdom of God. Uh, seek all the things that God has in his word to build up your soul, your spirit so that you grow to the fullness of the stature of the Lord Jesus Christ. And all the things, food, uh, something to drink, and raiment, and houses, and uh, brothers, and sisters, and mothers, and dads will be added unto you. Verse 32, Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And when you have the kingdom, that means you have the commonwealth. You have healing. You have, uh, uh, you're void of any demon because the Lord casts that out of you. You have food, water, clothing. You have everything. Everything. And there's so many items that uh, are needful. Cars, houses. I mean, I've got so many houses, I don't know what to do with them all at my disposal. But I give houses away to the needy if they serve the Lord. But I'm not going to give somebody a house or food. Or I mean, I give food and uh, drink and raiment, but not a house if you don't want to serve the Lord. And if you hate God, I won't give you anything. Verse 33. Sell that you have. Sell that you have. What you have so that God can give you what he has. And yeah, I can guarantee it's a lot more than what you have. Sell that you have and give alms. Uh, provide yourselves bags. Uh, which wax not old, that don't get old. To carry bags that don't get old. What does that mean? Uh, because the bags that, if you're doing the things that the Lord says, he also is filling your bags full of treasures. And these treasures are in the heavens. They don't fail at all. 
uh, when no thief can get the things that you stored up in heaven by doing the will of the Lord. Neither moth corrupts. Uh, nothing that you have in the kingdom of heaven will wear out. You'll never run out or wear out. You'll have it forever. Verse 34. For where, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So if you're storing up things for this world, and you wonder what for. I remember I wanted to be the richest guy in the world. I wanted to have houses in Italy and France and uh, different countries here in the United States, different parts of the United States I wanted houses. And I, I just gave it all up because the Lord um, put so much fear in me in the office in Beverly Hills where he came down and shut off my ears and started talking through my whole body, which I now realize it was my spirit inside me that was hearing all these things. Yes, spirit uh, can hear. The spirit's here. Uh, and so I realize that it's pointless to have treasures here in this world. It's absolutely pointless. That's why when the government marched in because I exposed President Bush, the elder Bush, um, for having six Nazi war criminals on his staff because he's Catholic and so is his son. And uh, they belong to the, you know, different organizations that are Catholic, and they're very secretive. And they think of themselves as dictators, the elite. In other words, we're dirt under their feet. You are, and I am. And, uh, you know, when he's leaving office, uh, you know, he's trying to warm me up now and give you a $600 check, you know, to stimulate, supposedly, the economy. That'll fill your gas tank maybe, um, you know, uh, four or five times, six times. But uh, sometimes I ride in a bus and it wouldn't even fill, uh, it wouldn't even fill our tank up. We have trucks and to fill our trucks up to go across country, it runs over a thousand dollars. So 600 would probably fill it up about half or a little over half. Verse 34, that really stimulates the economy, right? They're taking it away from you, and then they give you a little a morsel. See see how good we are? They've taken, um, by having unions and the Department of Labor, they've caused labor to be so high in the United States that uh, the big companies moved overseas because they can get help over there, dirt cheap. And so we can't compete with them. We've given our industry over to um, different other countries. And now our people are homeless on the streets, but don't care anything about that. Like when they took uh, the government march in to uh, the Alamo of Nashville and all of our different properties and took them and sold them for 10 cents on the dollar or less, I just said, the Lord gave it to me. And the Lord took it, just like Job. Uh, blessed be the name of the Lord. I, my my uh, life is not entangled or entwined with the things of this world. I don't have a grip on any treasure on this side of um, eternity. Not at all. They took it. Let them have it. That's all they've got. And they're going to have to pay for it. Hopefully they get saved. I carry no grudges 
We have no guns, bullets, bombs. We don't have any arsenal, even though the media tries to make it look like we have. Dr. Phil, he had somebody say on his program, I hear they have guns. Uh, he did that on purpose. And now look at him. He's going down the tubes because he lied. And he tried to make it look like we were armed and dangerous. We don't have even a water pistol over here. We won't let our children play with even toy guns or cap pistols. We don't buy any firecrackers or things like that on the 4th of July. We don't have anything like that. We don't want it. We're not of this world. We're not of the world. We're in it, but we're not part of it. For where your treasure is, right here in this world, which is going to burn, there will your heart be also. So those you um, fat cats out there that are storing up money, um, your heart is here on earth. And don't expect to receive any spiritual gift from the Lord. You know, the Lord lets people make money. That doesn't mean you're smart. You couldn't make one penny if the Lord wouldn't let you. So for where your treasure is, you've got it here in a bank. There will your rotten old heart be as well. Verse 35. Let your loins be girded about. In other words, we're talking spiritual talk here. In other words, let you be armed and armored with the word of God. Girded about and your lights burning. In other words, you out there preaching the word of God so that everybody knows and you're keeping the commandments so that everybody knows that you're uh, the lights along the shore. That you're, uh, have, you have Jesus in you, and therefore you have become one of the lights in this world. So let your loins be girded about. Well, the Bible says we have to have the girdle. We have to be girded about with the word of God. The belt. We have to have the helmet of salvation. We have to know we're saved. We have to know that we're doing the will of the Lord, so that we're, uh, preaching and teaching and uh, distributing literature and doing everything in our power to lead people to the Lord. Six billion people on earth, we have to be shod with the gospel. We have to have the cloak of zeal. If you don't have the cloak of zeal, then your loins are not girded about. You have to have the shield of faith and the double-edged sword, the word of God in your hand, because it's the strongest weapon in this entire world that we can use to bring us souls to the Lord because of the fact that life, the spirit, and the life of God is in the word of God, this is the way you bring forth life to others by preaching the word or teaching the word or distributing literature. You can't preach like Peter and you can't pray like Paul. You can tell the world, you know, by passing out literature and you can praise and thank the Lord and give your testimony. Amen? If you cannot preach like Peter, and you cannot pray like Paul, well, you can tell the world about Jesus. Amen? Amen. And uh, you'll see the things that the Lord said would happen will happen to you. You can certainly, you know, some of those people, I can preach. We've been anointed by the Lord, and we have um, written things that the Lord has given us, and when people read them, they get saved. Even atheists, uh, witch doctors, people that are literally possessed with the devil, 
So let your loins be girded about with the word of God, the truth, and your lights, uh, the spirit of God in you be burning so that people can see that you're, uh, that Jesus is in you. Verse 36. And ye yourselves like unto men, uh, that wait for their Lord. You have to be like that. Wait for the Lord. When he will uh, return from the wedding. That when he uh, cometh and knocketh, they may open unto him immediately. Well, the Lord is planning this big wedding. It's the marriage supper of the Lamb. He wants you to be wed to him. And he's going to uh, be wed to many people. Many people marry him and become one with him. And when he uh, comes and knocks, they may open unto him immediately and not be uh, guilty that they he comes to take them to the wedding because it's all prepared and he comes down here to pick us up and take us there and we're filled with him we're married to him we uh, are uh, doing what he says because we want to prove to him we want to show him that we're uh, obedient to him and then when he comes we have no fear to see him and we know that he's coming to get us to take us to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So uh, we can open unto him immediately. I don't, I'd rather do that than to be uh, hiding from the uh, rocks and the mountains and praying, God, let these rocks and the mountains fall on us to hide us from the wrath of the Lamb, which is Jesus. No, I want to open and have a smile to him and have a smile on my face and see his smile and say, come on up. <laughs> We're going to a, wet, um, a wedding and a marriage supper of the Lamb. Verse 37, blessed are those servants, not those that sit idle, because you're not a servant if you're sitting idle, whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. Oh, what does it mean if you're watching? That means that you're just pounding the pavements. You're distributing literature. You're reading the words so that in the event somebody sees you distributing literature, they come over and say, what does this mean in the Bible? And you know it. And you, and then they know that, oh my God, this guy is not some phony. He's not some person that's been paid to go out there and distribute literature. He's doing it because the Lord is blessing him more than they could ever be blessed if they were being paid by man. Blessed are those servants, not the idle people, because they're not serving the Lord, whom the Lord, when he comes, shall find watching. The Lord will see that they've been watching and waiting for him. Verily I say unto you, that he shall gird himself, He'll read the word of God and get the whole armor of God on him and make them to sit down to meet and will um, come forth and serve them. So uh, we have to gird ourselves and the Lord girded himself 
and make uh, the people in the world to sit down to meet, to listen to the word of God, and to eat food necessary for their physical body. It will come forth and serve them. If you read the word of God, the word of God will serve you. You'll be filled uh, to the fullness of the spirit and the stature of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 38. And if he, Jesus, shall come in the second watch, we don't know when he's going to come. He's coming like a thief. Or come in the third watch and find them so. Blessed are those servants. They find you sitting down and receiving from the Lord. And standing up and receiving and witnessing, blazing the word of God throughout the world. Verse 39. And this now, I want you to know this, that if the good man of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not have suffered his house to be broken through. Okay, the Lord is likening himself and uh, his coming as like a thief. We don't know when it's going to happen, and therefore he wants us to be on ready 24-7. 24-7. Because if you're not, well, then you're going to be like the five foolish virgins. There's ten virgins. Five were wise. Five were foolish. And when the Lord came, the foolish ones didn't keep the oil in their lamp. They didn't keep the Spirit of God running through their body. They didn't uh, have the Word of God in their minds. They didn't keep it going. Because, you know, the body, the human body is like uh, flesh. And the mind is flesh as well, and it's not bright, it's not that strong. And that's why the Lord says we have to pray without ceasing, we have to read the Word and keep pumping the Word of God into us on a constant basis, and to reprove ourselves, because the reproof of the Word of the Lord is the way of eternal life. And uh, that's the way to be ready at all times. But if we get lazy... And say, ah, oh, he delays his coming, uh, Jesus delays his coming. You're going to be led away immediately by Satan because that is a wrong thought. That is a wrong way to think. So uh, verse 40, be ye therefore ready, Teddy, ready also. For the Son of Man cometh at an hour when ye think He's not coming. And you say, well, he hasn't come yet. Look at all the millions of people that have died. He came then for them. Amen? Amen. So it isn't necessarily that you're going to be here when he comes back to earth. He's already here on earth. And we humans that are um, the continuation of his incarnation, he's here. We see you. And when he comes, you can't hide under the bed. When he comes, you, it won't do any good to run inside the house. There's a man in our church. Uh, he came to me one day, and he was a former hitman. And he confessed to me. He had a pouch in his hand. And his wife is still in the church. This happened years ago. He says, 
I was going to assassinate you, and the Lord told me he's taking my life. I'm going to die. He's giving me cancer. Here, take this gun. It was in a pouch and a three fifty seven Magnum with all kinds of bullets in there. And I says, I don't want this. I do. Give it here, and I'll throw it away. Or um, And so he, he was weeping and asking me to forgive him. And so I did. And uh, this one, the Lord let know uh, when he was coming before he did come. And so I took it away from him, and he um, uh, all of a sudden got severely sick, and he was uh, put in the hospital here in Los Angeles. And his wife went to visit him. And I can't remember the exorcist, but I do remember this. It was really frightening to me. It says that the nurse said that he got up and started to run. He was trying to run from the spirit of God that just took his spirit out of his body right there. And he fell dead on the floor. His eyes were full of terror. And he started running. And he collapsed on the floor and died. He saw the death angel coming for him. And immediately he jumped out of bed, started running, and that didn't do him any good. You can't run from the Lord. Okay? The Lord is not a kid or he's not fooling around. He's a terrorist. If he sees that you've got some mischief up your sleeve or in your mind or in your heart, he's liable to just do the same thing with you as he did with him. Be therefore ready also. For the Son of Man cometh at an hour when you think not. He was laying in his bed comfortably watching television, and the Lord, uh, this death angel, was smiling at him. All of a sudden, he saw him, and he said, i got to get out of this place, and you can't outrun the death angel. Well, it's time to read some letters. Uh, I'm going to continue this message. Um, uh, the next message. Uh, so, uh, do we have letters? Yes. Where's the first one from? From Kumba, Cameroon, Africa. Okay. It says, Good day. I have really been blessed by your literature I was sent. All the people who receive copies are testifying. I have given out almost all the English literature. The book, The Messiah, has really opened my eyes and enlightened me in many areas. I have a burden to share copies to the authorities in my province and beyond, along with copies of another Pearl Harbor. It is worth reading. The gospel must be preached with force and violence if Christ must return. Matthew chapter 24, verse 14. I will be blessed and ever grateful if I could be sent copies of The Black Pope, The Secret of the Pope, The Prophet, Catholicism Against Itself, and he lists seven other books that are outlined in another Pearl Harbor by Pastor Tony Lomo. It is really unfortunate that I love reading, but such books are rare in Africa. The means to purchase them are often a hindrance, but God is faithful. God has been instructing me to write a book against religion, but fear of death kept me down. Back in China since 2005, I have always had this unexplained burden and pressure in my spirit to you address... See, the fear of death, yeah, see, you can't, you can't have the fear of death. You just got to do the will of the Lord, then that fear will go away. Then what? Yeah, how much more have we got? Because we're out of time. It's a lot. Okay, well, we'll continue this letter uh, on the next broadcast, all right? But right now, it's time to pray. Now, uh, praying uh, to the Lord is very important. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's so important, the Lord says to do it all the time. Pray 
without cease pray always he said because you don't know uh, you know somebody may uh, want to break into your room in a five minutes just like he told me one time get out of here because these uh, Nazi type uh, government agents are going to break in here and five you got five minutes to get out and I did and sure enough they came and there's two people wanted to stay behind and they put guns down their throat and everything and I was rescued because I was praying I was ready okay so now you can have all these benefits of the commonwealth of the kingdom of heaven if you just say this prayer say to the um, to God Almighty say my Lord and my God have mercy upon my soul a sinner I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins and I believe that you father raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit uh, I open the door of my heart and I invite you into my heart Lord Jesus Holy Father and Holy Spirit, wash all my former filthy sins away, Jesus, in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul, I know, because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, and praise you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Raise your hands up and praise and thank the Lord and share and tell everyone in Radio Land, our listening audience, how to receive a copy of this program, number 740. It's free. You just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479 782 7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Uh, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. And you know, um, the people, the old prophets in the Bible were our testimonies of what we're supposed to be. The Bible says that Enoch walked with God. And the Lord took him. He didn't even have to die. But he's back here on earth now, and he's going to have to die because it's appointed unto all men once to die, and after this, the judgment. Here I am to sing for you, I'll walk with God.
As long as my faith is strong, whatever road I may walk along, I'll walk with God. I'll take His hand. I'll walk with God. He'll understand. I'll pray to Him each day. To Him, and He'll hear the word. That I say.